Today with Sarah McInerney, weekdays from 10 on RTE Radio 1. Now, earlier this week, I spoke to author and columnist Jen Hogan about returning to school. The issue of school uniforms raised a lot of concern with our listeners, particularly questions around washing and re-wearing the same uniform each day. We had such a big reaction to that discussion that we've decided to look at it again and get a bit more advice on it. So in a moment, I'm going to be speaking to Kim Roberts, who's Assistant Professor of Virology in Trinity College, Dublin. But first, I'm joined on the line again by author and columnist Jen Hogan. And Jen, I know you received a huge response following our discussion about school uniforms. So what are parents saying? Yeah, um, Sarah, yeah, my phone was hopping afterwards. Uh, an awful lot more parents got in contact and while the vast majority of parents still haven't got details from their schools, and I suppose that's kind of important to point out, the majority of those who have are still being asked to um, provide freshly washed, washed uniforms. And whether that's alluded to or directly referenced, that kind of seems to vary a little bit. So there was one parent pointed out the fact that um, the, the usual routine is to be followed, um, the usual school um, routine of wearing a uniform maybe on Mondays and Wednesdays and tracksuits Tuesdays and Thursdays, but that schools would be um, flexible and would make allowances, you know, I suppose alluding to the fact that if your uniform isn't dry, that's how the parent interpreted that. But there were an awful lot of schools who actually just, I suppose, clearly laid out that the, the, there is an expectation that a fresh laundered uniform will be provided every day. Um, some schools still want that to continue with crested uniforms. I heard from a parent down in Limerick who has twins and she was very frustrated about this whole thing because it's huge expense for her, obviously. There's no passing on from siblings to children at exactly the same age and stage and they're expected to wear a freshly um, washed uh, crested tracksuit every day. There was another parent who said that their school did make some sort of allowances, that they were allowed to purchase a generic uniform in the supermarket, a generic um, tracksuit, I should say, in the, school, in the supermarket that was the school's colours. But again, it would still be an expectation that uniform was washed every day. And then I also spoke to a principal about it, um, and the principal said, yes, that is the expectation. She has sent the letter or the email to the parents said that she would expect that the students would have a freshly washed tracksuit or uniform every day, but that they, they can't enforce it, obviously, because she's very conscious of the families that won't be able to do that. Maybe families living in sheltered accommodation or homeless accommodation who won't have access maybe to washing machines the same way, and she doesn't want there to be any shame or anything like that, but she does want the message to be clear that if you can do it, you're expected to do it. All right. Well, Jen, we're going to be talking to you again next week for more on parenting and back to school um, and all of that. But thank you again for joining us with the update on that this morning. And as I said, we're also joined by Dr. Kim Roberts, Assistant Professor of Virology in Trinity. Um, Kim, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, You heard what Jen has to say there in terms of what parents are being told. Uh, I suppose maybe firstly, do we know how long the virus can survive on school uniforms or indeed any form of clothing? So the experimental data that we have suggests that um, virus can survive on on fabrics. It depends on the fabric type, but it's it's a shorter amount of time. Fabrics are generally designed to wick away moisture, and virus needs a little bit of of liquid around it, a bit of moisture to keep it um, from drying out. If the virus dries out, then it becomes inactivated. So usually most fabrics will wick away some of that moisture and the virus will become inactivated faster. We don't think that fabric is a high risk or even a a particularly good form of of the risk of transmission of this virus. So I would think that from the data we have that school uniforms is actually very low risk for the, for the transmission of this virus. And does that apply even if, as you know, we're all being advised, kids are coughing into their elbow or sneezing into their elbow? 
um, would would that make a difference if there was a high amount of moisture, um, you know, coming directly from the mouth onto the onto the fabric? Potentially. So, I mean, you're right. If you're if you are infected with the virus and you cough or sneeze into your elbow, then potentially you're putting quite a lot of virus onto that specific location. And in terms of how long the virus survives on fabric, it is um, down to how much virus is deposited there. So the greater the amount of virus, the longer the virus could survive. So from that perspective, I can see the logic of wanting people to wash school jumpers every day, although Mm. logistically that's quite difficult, especially if it's crested. Yeah, because I know you have school-going kids this year. What are you going to do? Having looked at the evidence and looked at your washing machine, um, what are you going to do? Absolutely. Well, I have, I have two small boys and they can get filthy just by standing still in a pristine, clean mm. room. So I tend to wash their clothes um, close to a daily basis um, as I can. But that's more from them getting generally grubby rather than from the risk of of virus transmission. I think, you know, it's important to reassure parents that we don't have evidence that clothing is um, a transmission risk. And so if schools are expecting um, uniform to be washed daily and some parents can't manage it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're putting their kids um, or other people's kids at increased risk. What about pencils and lunchboxes? School so that's, that's slightly different. So um, virus can survive longer on hard surfaces such as plastic lunch boxes or pencil cases, pencils. And my understanding is that in general schools are, are recommending that um, children bring in their own pencils, pens, etc. that are well labelled. I know that's what the school um, that, that my boys go to um, is asking, so that there isn't sharing of equipment within the, within the classroom. Because you can imagine that a kid could touch their nose or, or um, cough into their hand, touch a pencil, their friend then borrows that pencil, that friend then touches their mouth or their nose, and that's all happening within a few minutes where there could be the transfer of virus. Okay, so lunchboxes would need a good wash then every evening, would they? I think that's a sensible thing, yes, absolutely. Lunchboxes, um, drinks, bottles. Certainly you don't want to be sharing drinks, bottles. You don't want to be sharing lunchboxes. You need to be encouraging kids really not to be sharing food. Um, and, and sorry, just on the lunchboxes, um, should they be washed at a particular heat? I mean, do you need them in boiling hot water or is, you know... Like, is no. Any, no, so this virus is very sen- sensitive to detergents, so just washing in, in your normal washing up liquid or, um, is, is absolutely fine. Okay. Um, and, it's, and I think it's important to think that, again, the transmission risk is, is low, it's just there's a slight more um, potential. But we have to think that we're sending our kids back into school, hopefully with um, a returning to very low community spread. Mm. So whilst we should expect some outbreaks within schools, the amount of virus within schools hopefully will be pretty low. OK, just one final and quick question um, if the, from a listener. Uh, this is from Fekra. He's I'm wondering if the uniforms were tumble dried, would this help to kill COVID? So um, the, we don't have great information um, 
experimental information about washing of, 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 vi of the virus. And usually the 60 degrees is recommended because we know that if you heat the virus to 60 degrees, um, it becomes inactivated. But the detergent in the washing machine will also disrupt the virus and inactivate it. So if the clothes have gone through the washing machine, there's been detergent there, lots of room to circulate because it's not been over full, that will destroy the virus um, and there won't be any remaining virus to be destroyed in the tumble dryer. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dr. Kim Roberts, Assistant Professor of Virology in Trinity College, Dublin. Lots of texts on this. I'll get to them a little later in the show. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.